0: listening to episode 29, chapter 1 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm
1: Chris Lambert. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help
0: you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today we're talking with Trisha Rhodes about her book, Sacred Chaos, Spiritual Disciplines for the Life You Have. Trisha Rhodes specializes in helping others experience God's presence through practicing soul care. An adjunct professor for Fuller Theological Seminary and author of seven books, including the acclaimed The Soul at Rest, she's a practiced minister with over 40 years of experience. With a rich background in Christian spirituality and a Ph.D. in leadership studies, Tricia draws from a broad spectrum to create life-giving tools that can make anyone's spiritual journey relevant and meaningful. Life can be chaotic. Sometimes it feels as if there
1: are constant demands on our time that pull us in multiple directions at once. We can get overwhelmed just by the simple, everyday activities that need our attention day in and day out. We struggle to keep pace and fulfill all of our obligations. The constant barrage of expectations and the onslaught of major and minor catastrophes leaves us feeling like failures. Rather than retreating into God to find peace, we find the chaos pushing us out of God's center. We begin to feel guilt and shame because we haven't set aside time just to be with God. We feel like we are failing at being a Christian on top of failing at being a parent or our job or fill in the blank. But Trisha Rhodes offers us a way forward in the midst of this chaos. Instead of allowing the chaos to overwhelm us, we should embrace it as God's plan and purpose for our lives. For God is with us in the midst of the chaos and wants to use it to work in us. Trisha, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks. This is fun.
1: (laughs) It's good to be talking to you today about your book, Sacred Chaos, Spiritual Disciplines for the Life You Have. Um, I was especially intrigued by that – well, both titles, really. So one of my favorite uh, lines of meditation that I've had to learn to meditate on is – becoming comfortable in the chaos where you're at. So I think there's a lot of good similarity there that we'll get into. Um, But also I liked the idea of spiritual disciplines for the life that you have. So much of the way we talk about and teach spiritual disciplines is sort of put in this idealized bubble and so really your book cuts right through the heart of that it's not that those things aren't good and instructive they they have value Um, but your book is really about trying to figure out how we can incorporate spiritual disciplines and following jesus in the messiness of our life Um, yes so with that introduction let me ask you though why did you write this book where did this come from
2: (laughs) well i was gonna write i actually love spiritual disciplines i love the classic disciplines i write about them and uh, but I was going to write a book on sacred space and how to get the sacred space. And as I was trying to write it, I had the contract and everything. Uh, my family with two little ones, a baby and a toddler, moved back in with us. And my life became chaos. <laughs> I mean, complete chaos. And uh, and so it just changed the whole focus of it. And I really began to ask those questions because it had been a while since I had little tiny ones. I began to say, what? can my life look like in this setting? How can I connect with God and have that intimacy and feel like I'm walking in his presence? When I don't have those spaces, I don't have the space to get a long quiet time, or I don't have the space to get away. Um, My life is there's just, you know, and so I think uh, that's kind of what launched the, the focus of the book.
0: That's really great, because for at least for me anyway, and I'm pretty sure for Chris as well we both have uh, kids. Uh, yeah, His is getting ready to turn six this year, his oldest, yep. and then he's got a one-year-old, and then I've got <laughs> to a five a soon- to be five, tomorrow turns five, and then a, a two-year-old, and then one due here next month. And so our lives. Wow. I mean, my wife chaos and I were describes just, it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much just chaos. And so my yeah. wife and I were actually talking a couple of nights ago we just feel like we're in this cloud, this fog where God feels distant. We can't really seem to get our feet under us spiritually. We want to do things like family devotions. We want to have <laughs> prayer time and things like that. But when the, when the boys wake up at three and then at five and then at seven, yeah. you're just thankful that yeah. you can sleep. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And to be honest, I haven't read the book. So Chris and I kind of take this uh, two sides. He he does a lot of the study and then I come in as kind of a an unbiased outsider to Good. bring this perspective. So, I mean, I, I know what's in it, but I'm looking forward yeah. to this conversation for that reason, because Chris and I are really both in that same position yeah. right now in life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You tell that story though of, uh, you know, you sat down to write this book and then, you know, y- you had family move in and then all of those spaces that you had intended to be sacred um, sort of disappeared. And I feel like that has got to be, I don't know if that's the enemy's attack, if that's God's design, or if that's just <laughs> nearly the serendipity of life, but it always seems to happen that way. Like, and I know for yeah. myself, I'll wake up 30 minutes early or whatever. I'm trying to get in some prayer and some writing in the morning. Yeah. And again, like Josh said, you know, that'll be the time when the kids wake up at five that morning. Yeah. And so it, everything yeah. goes out the, the, the window. Um, what was the realization for you like though? Because so you, you have this moment where, again, you're trying to write this book. You're trying to find time with God. Everything becomes chaotic. Yeah. What was your solution in during this period of life? How did you work through that and start to discover that these sacred moments actually don't have to be just simply in the allotted time frames that you had uh, pre-planned yourself?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was months, so it wasn't like I figured it out in a week, you know, so, and I was rewriting the book, I mean, it was really a work in progress, I remember I got it like half written, and they said, well, it's not quite there, and so I think I was learning as I went, Um, because I'm an introvert, and I love solitude, I've always been a person that, and I only had two kids who were 10 years apart, so I didn't, I had a much easier time finding that time, and I loved it, so I think God just said he had to, like, (laughs) throw me in the deep end, you know, and um, I just, I think what I just discovered was if I would begin to, it did require some spiritual disciplines, but they were the ones for the life I had, not the life I wish I had, Um, but in that, I began to discover how intimately he wanted to connect with me through the situations and through the experiences of my life uh through the sleep deprivation and the um you know the the crying kids the getting up and trying to have a time and then they come in and interrupt all of that god wanted to be very real to me and he did and i i really came to know him in a way i think i didn't know him before from you know having quiet times
1: yeah uh, so what do you mean when you say sacred, what does, what does it require for something to be sacred? Cause we do get hung up on that word and yeah. you know, you talk about like, like, There was a movement for a while of people building homes and trying to create these sacred, like literal sacred spaces. And as a fellow introvert, I personally dream of having that myself. Like (laughs) it would be really nice to have that. Just disappear and never
0: come out. (laughs) Again, where we're at
1: in life, I have my desk and my computer like in my living room. So I don't have my own sacred space. So what do you mean when you say sacred in, in the title Sacred Chaos?
2: Yeah, I would say f- what I learned through the experience is that sacred means just uh to be um saturated with the presence of God. And um that makes it can be anything can become sacred. So I now have a space out in my backyard that's very uh much that sacred space i can wander around by myself there's different places to sit i have a prayer wheel i have all these wonderful tools um but he's it's no more sacred than uh when i end up ended up having to uh rock my grandson back to sleep because he you know interrupted my quiet time that was sacred you know or we're all screaming trying to get a meal on the table and I'm trying to learn how to redo this for all these people and nobody's helping. And, you know, and I have to stop and pause and connect that God is here. This is just as sacred because his presence is just as real in that moment as it is in those quiet moments.
1: You see, that's a really important point that I think we miss a lot is that, um, we, we sort of, we, we feel like God is over in the corner and then we can go and we meet with him. And those are important times, right? Like I yeah. love the beginning of the beginning of the day does have something sort of sacred to me and the end of the day. I like my routines. I think there yeah. is to the much, as much as we can control it, I think there's huge value right. in setting aside those times for God. And those t- yeah. tend to be the typical ones.
0: Yeah, at the same time though, we kind of have this mental idea that uh the spiritual disciplines have to be done a certain way we have to have our quiet like you have to have quiet time you have to have bible bible reading and you have to have prayer every morning that's just what good christians do right yeah 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 so i think sometimes you get into this place where life doesn't always allow that right and you end up feeling less than spiritual you feel distant from god because yeah you're, you aren't able to practice the spiritual disciplines like you think they should be practiced. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And that's what yeah. you're talking about. Even in these moments
1: yeah. when you're making dinner and everything is chaotic, you're sort of bringing your attention back to the Lord and saying, even in this moment when yeah. I might not feel spiritual or it might not, quote, look spiritual, I can find God even here.
2: Yeah, and I think, Josh, you you make such an important point because what happens, I talk in one of the chapters in the book about the quiet time fixation because uh, I think two things happen. One is if we can't get that quote-unquote special time, um, we do feel guilty or we feel less than. And what does that do? Does that make us want to run to Jesus? (laughs) No, it makes us want to back up further, you know, in our shame and, and that, or there's people I know people who are very rigid about quiet times, but they aren't connecting with God throughout the day because it's like, there's an amen at the end of the quiet time. Now I go live my life. So for me learning how then to, because again, I love the quiet times, but learning how then to run to Jesus, even if all it is is lament about my life right now, I'm running to him in the chaos rather than thinking there's going to be some time in my life when I'll finally get there. Uh, because you do get there when you get about my age, but if you haven't learned to know him all those years, just think of how much you've lost, you know? Yeah. So what have
1: you found helpful for bringing Jesus with you then after the quiet time has ended or if it gets interrupted? How, what, what has been helpful for bringing him with you throughout the day?
2: Yeah, there's so many different little kinds of disciplines um, that we can work on. One, I I love uh, Frank Laubach was a missionary to the Philippines um, early in the century, and he had game with minutes where he tried to connect with God once every minute. And that, by the way, was I've never gotten I've never been able to do that. So I'm just setting you free right now from thinking, (laughs) oh, my gosh. Uh, But I love the idea that he thought of it as a game. And so if we could just say, you know, and now we have so many helps, we can set a reminder on our phone at the top of the hour, or we can put sticky notes on our steering wheel or our bathroom mirror to just remind us, because we will forget where the the world is always coming in on us. So that's one of the disciplines that I did for a lot of years, and I don't have to do it as much anymore, Uh, you know, because it became a habit for me to connect throughout the day. Um, So that's one. I think what you said morning and evening, those are even if you're falling asleep because you've been up and you have kids that aren't sleep. you know, if you can just take those couple of minutes before bed and before you even climb out of bed or while you're climbing out to get your your baby or whatever to make a connection with God and be real and authentic. You know, God, I am so tired right now. I can't even see straight, but I know you're here. And I ask for your presence to come and uh, give me the strength I need. We
0: get so caught up sometimes in thinking our spiritual disciplines and spiritual growth have to happen in our quiet times with God. But today, Tricia reminded us He's still God in our chaos as well. When we have three kids screaming at us in the backseat of the car, He's still God and we can meet with Him in that moment. When your life seems to be falling apart because bills are due and you can't even focus on where to start, He's still God, and you can meet him in that moment. In our crazy and chaotic world today, we have to realize God is still God. And while he wants us to be healthy and find rest and quiet, he also wants to meet us in the middle of our chaos. So today I want to challenge you to be conscious of God's presence in the middle of your chaos. When life gets busy today, meet Jesus in the middle of that busyness. It doesn't mean you have to stop everything and get alone. It really just means recognizing He's right there with you, walking through the chaos beside you. And He wants to use those everyday moments of our chaotic lives to make us more like Him.
1: How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Trisha and her work, check out soulatrest.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Trisha lays out the value of habits for our spiritual growth. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.